Oh, the weather outside is frightful. But the podcast is so delightful. So if you've no place to go, here's, here's the, the show, show here's, here's the, the show, show, here's the show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Deep Dive from the Japan Times. I'm Oscar Boyd. This episode is all holiday chatter and Christmas cheer as the days grow short and we approach the end of the year. Mulled wine, a tinsel-covered Christmas tree, and the most merry of merry guests. We're all here in the studio, ready to have a great holiday special. I'm joined by Julia Bergen. She's currently tending to the fireplace. Jules, why don't you put another log on the fire and come over and say hi. Hello, Oscar. It's great to be here. Very cosy in the studio today. Merry Christmas to you, Jules. Thank merry you for joining Merry Christmas to you as well. And holding a big bucket of KFC above his head is the one and only Sean McKenna. Hello, Oscar. Merry Christmas, Jules. Same Merry to Christmas, you. Oscar. Merry Christmas, Sean. Yes, and I have brought some KFC because that is a Japanese uh, holiday tradition. Go it on. is. <laughs> yes. Do say more. This is your first Christmas in Japan, right? This Jules? is my first Christmas here, and it's a, a bucket of KFC is quite different to the beautifully cured ham and meats that we have back home regularly served for Christmas. Wait, 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 but Australia's hot right for Christmas. Yes, so everything's cold. Everything's so cold. Ah, we okay, have okay. cold ham, cold turkey, cold salads. If you're feeling really on edge, then maybe a, a hot serve of roast veggies, but Okay. Yeah, that's Do you have mulled wine? Not usually, although I have had it once before and we had a couple of Swedish friends join us and they insisted on a 40 degree day of serving mulled wine, you know, filled with the orange and the cinnamon and everything. And it was, <laughs> it sent us all into a state of serious dehydration. But um, yes, short of that, no, that's not regularly served in Australian Christmases. Well, can I, can I serve you some uh, non-mulled mulled wine oh, right now? Do you know, I also have to say, I know this is like a Christmas in Japan podcast, but I'd actually like to know more about Christmas in Australia too. Um, mm. So my impression is that Santa arrives on a surfboard. Something like that. Okay. I think Australia's had a bit of uh, creative license with, this, <laughs> with the Christmas story. Uh, in some instances, Santa still turns up in the full winter suit. Okay. But in a lot of children's stories and in a lot of advertisements on TV at the, that time of year. He's wearing the Santa hat and then perhaps a pair of budgie smugglers, which Whoa. in Australia, I'm not sure if you use that term <laughs> overseas, but oh, in Australia. I can guess what that is. Australia, that's the, you know, the tight-fitting <laughs> speedos. Uh, so he looks more like a lifeguard then than, uh, than Santa. A very unfit lifeguard with a big belly. I don't know if I'd want him saving me at a beach. Wow. Well, that's all right because, mm. like, dad bod is in, right? So, I mean... <laughs> That's true. Santa bod. Yeah, a lot of Australians are into that. Yeah, so. Santa bod. Santa bod, yeah. Very interesting. Mm. Oh, a little lesson on Australian Christmas. Australian tidbit. Yeah, to start us off. Mm. Well, cheers. Well, cheers to that. And cheers. Cheers. A very, very Merry Christmas. Thank you both for joining me today. Oh, yeah. pleasure to be here. Taking the time out of your holidays. But yes. Sean, you yeah. have got something special. You've got the, you've got the KFC. Right, yeah. The so KFC. As we were saying. We, we um, started off with the KFC, but we never got into the explanation of why you have bought KFC. I'm getting the kind of classic KFC spicy smell. Mm -hmm. That finger-licking goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Finger-licking yeah. Christmas goodness. But, but, but why is it a Christmas thing? So um, according to reports, uh, about 3.6 million people enjoy KFC at Christmas time in Japan. So yeah, so in the 70s, apparently um, this guy Takeshi Okawara, who was the manager of the first KFC in the country, um, he 
overheard some like foreign people kind of talking in one of his stores about how they missed having the turkey at Christmas and like kind of KFC would have to do. I miss uh, having the turkey at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, common sentiment, I guess, for the past 50 years. And um, yeah, so he kind of dreamt up this idea of something called like a party barrel. And um, he tried to produce that as a way to kind of recreate like the kind of Christmases that Japanese people would be seeing in in cinema, in movies, TV, stuff like that. So this is 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think also it's interesting because like KFC, I mean, Jules, this is your first Christmas here, but if you go out on, uh, like if you go out later tonight, um, you're going to see like long lines of like people kind of on just- On Christmas Eve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. they're, they're just picking up what they've pre-ordered. Um, so Pre-ordered yeah. KFC. Totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So it is really just like home, you know, the lines of people waiting to pick up their pre-ordered ham. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it obviously takes... Is that actually a thing you, you pre-order the ham? 100%. But it's not it's not presided over by a, by a colonel? No, it's not. Perhaps it would be more efficient if it was. Well, see, that's the other thing. Like uh, KFC's mascot, Colonel Sanders, he uh, he kind of looks like Santa, right? Like he's older. He's, he's got definitely got the, got the traits, yeah. He's got the glasses. And then KFC's colors are like red and white. And so that's like Christmassy colors. But also it's the colors of Japan. A little bit of nationalist sentiment maybe oh. sneaking in there. Yeah. As, as foreigners who've had the taste of delicious ham and turkey, how do you think the Colonel fills the gap? Does he do a good job? Well, I think it was like a major coup that uh, KFC pulled off by associating their restaurant with like Christmas Eve because it, it seems to be a must. And what you said, 3.6 million people every year go and eat family Christmas. Families. 3.6 million families. Yeah, there's like three <laughs> people in a family. Yeah, or, or even four. <laughs> and maybe four, or, if you're lucky. Yeah, so wow. 12 million people every year go and eat KFC. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a, that's, a, that's a huge amount. I want Sean to uh, talk us through the spread in front of us. What am I eating? <laughs> well, I just, eating I just picked up fried chicken. Like, I didn't get anything special. So this, is, this isn't the special Christmas. No, no. So, like, this. actually, so one Christmas, I actually went to KFC to try to just get um, some chicken, right? Because I wanted to get in on the uh, on the tradition. Just plain chicken. Set, yeah, just, not you know, Christmas chicken. Kind of have the, well, just like whatever the Japanese are having. Is there a difference but between... But I, I couldn't get anything, girls. I couldn't get anything uh, because you had to pre-order it. So they were, I don't know if they were kind of just like, I don't know, giblets? Like, you can have that, right? <laughs> I don't want that. But luckily... The offcuts um, of the offcuts. Yeah. Luckily, like, other places in Japan have kind of, you know, caught on to this idea that, you know, people want to have chicken or turkey. But they're not turkey. Like, they, they kind of concentrate on chicken. So I'll get mine from, like, Seiyu. You can usually get a roast chicken at Seiyu um, for Christmas. But yeah, dig in. I've got a couple of presents for you. Okay. I'll wrap them up. <laughs> this actually... Usually wrapped, I, oh, wrapped well, Tell it, us about the wrapping before the you Japan do anything. Times well, so this one is wrapped in uh, the advertising page of the Japan Times. Oh. Mm. Um, it's a full colour ad. Hey. It's beautiful. Hey. Wow. Very nice. It's uh, Rarity for in 2019. Tokyo. It's an advert for Tokyo, all of it. Oh. And it says... It's a great experience. place every moment so Jules I'd like you to experience this moment oh, with you. me Aww. and I'm going to give you this have. and before you open it I'm going to tell you a little bit about okay. the present inside thank and then uh, Sean yep here we appear to have the wrapping paper seems to be a mixture of an old couple standing by farm uh, some kimonos and what looks like a dried fish head Ooh, it uh, sounds like the Kyoto page shall I share <laughs> shall I share the message Oscar so yeah yeah please please read out the message uh, dear Jules may your Christmas be as happy as the faces of these people uh, and we have 
a number of different scenes in which uh, foreigners are very much enjoying themselves doing Japanese cultural activities. Open it, open it. No, 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 no. wait, you've got to open it at oh, the same time and I want to explain it first. Same time. So, Sean, would you, would you like to read, read your message? Okay, mine is Sean. For cold toes on Fuji, a little reference to uh, a previous podcast. podcast Fear I, hope, on Mount Fuji. I hope they're green, Oscar. Sean's yeah. told wow. me that his color so, is green. So, so, so Sean's color is green, but this actually has been a uh, close collaboration with Uniqlo for the oh, last okay. three months. Yep. We've got a uh, certain catchphrase on this podcast, and I thought we should make some oh, merch out no. of it. I think I've guessed it. Unfortunately, uh-huh. unfortunately, uh, you can start opening them okay. now. Yeah. May I? But yeah, please, please go ahead and rip through your advertising. Oh, it's paper. exciting! But unfortunately, due to the U.S.-China <laughs> trade sanctions. The nice embroidery I was going to have done <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> you just wrote it in magic marker. Hatsukane <laughs> sama. So tell, tell, tell us about the present that you have. <laughs> so it's a pair of white. So we've both got a pair of white socks. <laughs> white. White. Mine's um, written in red. Green. Sean's in black. Black, and it says Hatsukane sama. And it's oh, is that your Japanese handwriting? It is my Japanese handwriting. That. Quite beautiful. It's my Japanese uh, handwriting on socks. I get characters yeah. as well, unfortunately. Sean the just the gets design writing. evolved. No, I get, I get Romaji. Yeah. Oh, you There's do a on the second bit of sock. Variation on our socks. These are yeah. beautiful. So these are my Thank prototypes you. that I've been uh, I've been working on with uh, Fast Retail Co. <laughs> who own <laughs> Uniqlo. Very nice. Um, so I hope they serve <laughs> you well. And this is our first uh, official podcast match. So. Oh, Thank wow. you both Thank for coming on the podcast. Uh, just a quick question. Yes, yes. Just a quick question on washing. Yes. Uh, I'm seeing it appears to be sort of crayoned on. How do these go in terms of washing? What are the washing so, requirements? So I think the crucial thing with this pair of socks is you should frame them, not wear them. Oh, I see. Ah, okay. So you because can't iron I, them. I do worry that as soon as you soak. wear them, the crayon might wear mm. off the heel. Like, I'd be happy to frame them. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but thank you for a, a whole year of podcasting and podcasting help. In terms of Japanese present giving, yeah, how does it normally go? What's the standard present to give on Christmas? Because in Australia, especially with uh, the youth generation, there's a real trend towards giving experiences as a gift. Uh, so what one of my, a group of my friends did is come up with this idea of, if I'm allowed to say it on the podcast, shitty Santa. Ooh. And so unlike having a sort of a secret Santa where everybody gives a present to someone else, kind of goes into a bit of a lottery and you pull out shitty Santa. The idea of that is that you give someone a present, not that's useless, but that they don't want to use. So it has to be an experience of some sort. And some of the presents that came out, uh, and let me just underline this by saying you have to use these gifts. Uh, one of them was a, uh, a ticket to a life drawing class for the person receiving it to be the model. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another one was a single ticket to a pink concert in a limited viewing area. <laughs> and the last one was a busking pass Uh Fitted with a, a musical instrument and an outfit, uh, and that person had to go and busk. So, so, did, so did everyone fulfil their? Yeah. So, so the you're, idea you're, was you're obliged to go. And you do were obliged this. to go and do these things. Wow. So Australian Christmas is kind of like truth or dare. Well, I don't think. I mean, this I is not that normal. That. This it's, is it's probably better than that. That sounds really high quality. I like it's the idea. It's more of a reflection of my 
twisted friends. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, normally it's just standard secret Santa, or sometimes you go for the the silly Santa, which is useless present. But uh-huh. this is a present you don't want to use, and so um, I thought that was I was when I was thinking of presents to give to you two. I was trying to think along the lines of an experience you really don't Ooh. want. So I was thinking of getting both of you an experience, uh, but instead I've decided to share. In my present experience of my own. So if I, we... I mean, thank, thank God. <laughs> so I'm the one who suffers. I get really paranoid about this stuff, so I was really starting to, like, sweat. <laughs> so before you open it, I mean, I didn't really get a present for each of you, so you can share it between you. Ooh. Ooh. Wrapped in the Japan Times. This is... No, 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 it's, it's higher class. Actually, it's open, in it, open it first. <laughs> yeah, this one's in the New York Times. I've okay. Stepped Wait, up. so this is for both open of us? And, yeah, it's for both of you. Open okay. it and tell me what it is. All and right, then I'll tell so you what it actually is. Opening Ooh. up the... Uh, it's got good weight to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice solid weight. What is this? I mean, it, at first oh. glance, it's quite a nice gift. I, oh, I it's a say. lot of wrapping paper. Ah, uh, can blame that. <laughs> oh, what is this? It's, okay, Japanese so it's soy yellow. sauce. So, which in Japanese is shoyu, correct? Right, yeah. So, one week uh, after I came to Japan... Um, I was pretty keen on shochu, which okay. is a Japanese wine. <laughs> yeah. And I took myself to the supermarket and uh, asked the attendant if he could please show me uh, his best shoyu <laughs> because I was very keen to mix it with the soda. Uh, and so he took me straight to the soy sauce aisle. And ever since then, I, I really feel that everybody else should get to try Japan's best shochu in the form of soy sauce. Did you so wait, wait, did that? you make a shoyu soda I didn't mix. go as far as buying it. I realized, I mean, looking at this particular I mean, wrapping like paper, it looks uh, as really authentic fancy. as a piece of, yeah. um, as some wine. But I mean, except for the English that says Japanese soy sauce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, you know, when you're quite frazzled and new to a country, yeah, you, don't you see definitely well, overlook a lot of things. So, so it's wrapped in a, a very nice yellow... Uh, I wanted to use the word loincloth there for some reason, but it's not a loincloth. I wouldn't say loincloth. Or another wine. Perhaps that's what you'd Uh, like to be wrapped in, but... uh, So it's it's marunaka shoyu. Um, Japanese soy sauce wrapped in beautiful yellow wrapping paper, which came beneath the uh, beautiful New York Times wrapping paper. So you've preceded this by saying, you know, it's based on an experience. Mm. I'm now expecting you with your next present, which is in front of us, to make some god-awful cocktail that we now have to drink. <laughs> no, this is more based on tradition. So, But I guess the two... I mean, you could make a cocktail out of this. Um, <laughs> if we could just please note the uh, wrapping paper as well. i just giving myself a plug for the previous podcast, Stand, Stand with, Hong, with Kong, Hong Kong, front page of the Japan Times. Uh, this present is based on what is traditional to give in Japan, one of the okay. most... I'll let Oscar open this one because I... Honourable gifts to give uh, in budget form. <laughs> <laughs> and in the theme of making cocktails, I think it would go quite well with the uh, soy sauce shochu. Shoyu? Or soy sauce shochu. Okay. It's a flavor of shochu. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, no, I welcome you to note, try it. Uh, on that note, let's on that see note, what the gift is. I'm going to open up the <laughs> present, um, which is. Holy moly. Oh. I know. It's the most. Special gift you can give in Japan. That's what I've been taught. Except our budget, as I said. It is Muji white rice. <laughs> Please don't forget that it's uh, in a vax pack. In a, in a va- backpack, in ready a to be microwaved. Pack, 180 grams of Muji white rice. Mm. So all in all, 
a great present. Thank you. Nice. Put a lot of thought into it. I, <laughs> Chris, present giving is one of those things. It's kind of like going to a really fun costume party without having a costume. It's quite terrifying. I mean, I went through the motions. I found, I found light up Star Wars chopsticks <laughs> online that I thought would be perfect, <laughs> but it just unfortunately only existed on Amazon. And unfortunately, again, only existed on US Amazon. And given both time and monetary constraints, it wasn't really feasible. So um, that one bit the dust. Then there was also, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the box with a cat in it that you put money on. Hold on. Is this an Australian tradition too, telling no. you what you were going to get but <laughs> <Yeah>. didn't get? <laughs> Perhaps. I was going to buy you iPhones. I was thinking about buying you both iPhones. <laughs> I was like, I was like oh, that sounded you? good. Star Wars chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's sort of, it, it's kind of like saying, look, no offense, but followed by an insult. Yeah. So I think if I sort of preempt what I was going to give you with what I did give you, it kind of raises the bar a little bit. Right, Maybe it right. lowers it. I'm not sure. Cool. Let's have some more, more wine. wine. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, you've been in Japan almost 20 years now. You've been here yes. since 2000. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. What was Japan's first Christmas like? Or my first Christmas in Japan? No, no, Japan's first Japan's Christmas. first Christmas, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you my first Christmas in Japan. Wasn't no, that what, great? No, what was your first Christmas like in Japan? Uh, well, my first Christmas is basically, um, so uh, there's a big time lag uh, between Japan and Toronto, where I'm from, and... Um, so nobody called me on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day because for them, it wasn't Christmas yet. <laughs> so I kind of just was like by myself. And the next day, you know, like I went to work and on the way to work, um, I would see like <laughs> there's this like girls dressed in Santa outfits, but kind of looking like they were, you know, kind of doing the walk home after a night out. But yeah, so it turns out that in Japan, um, Christmas is more, Christmas Eve is more about uh, like being with a lover instead of kind of being with your family. Because if you want family time, um, you will have New Year's holidays in a couple of weeks, right? Or in one week later. Um, yeah, so the Christmas Eve holidays is more about, it's kind of more like Valentine's Day. And you have like a date. Um, if you don't get the KFC, because that's not always great on a date, uh, you get like a strawberry shortcake. That's something that's also mm. a tradition here. Also red and white. Mm. Right? So um, yeah. And then you basically get a room at a hotel. <laughs> you like shack up for the night. Is that what you did? <laughs> it wasn't, unfortunately. Um, I had good. one of the more typical like kind of non-Japanese Christmases where it's like you're kind of on your own because there's like work the next day. And, you know, I was on the jet program at the time. So, you know, like I'm out, not in the middle of nowhere, I was in Yokosuka, but it was far away from like a lot of people. The next day it was like magic. Everything was like gone. All the Christmas spirit was like finished. But, but that was when you were getting calls from people back home saying? Well, because I was working, I couldn't get the calls. So... It's very sad. I know, right? It's terrible. <laughs> so it's like later on that night, I ended up getting calls. Oh. Yeah. All the people back home at the Christmas parties. Hey, we miss you. Me tear going down my cheek. I miss you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a cheery Christmas story for you there. My first Christmas was actually similar, quite similar in many ways. Was it? Were you wearing a Santa suit? 
<laughs> yeah, I was the one that stood by the side of the road wearing a skimpy Santa suit. Mm. Um, no, my first Christmas in Japan, I I didn't want the KFC spectacular, so so I went looking for the nearest uh, roast bird to turkey that I could think of, and that was duck. I love duck. Duck is my I think my favorite oh, wow, meat. Okay. Um, so I went so I went looking for duck and uh, found this restaurant. We'd actually like put in solid time to find a restaurant that did duck and would serve us on Christmas Day and was definitely open. And we went there, me and um, a couple of good friends who'd stayed in Japan for Christmas, and we ordered what looked to be the kind of most expensive, fanciest duck on the menu. And it came. This duck was the most beautiful duck I've ever seen. Perfectly roasted, crisp brown skin on a platter, and they put it down in front of us, and all of us were salivating over this idea of this Christmas duck that we're going to have. It's going to be delicious. (laughs) And they carved into the skin and they took a layer of skin off and put it on a plate. And they took another layer of skin off and they put it on top of that layer of skin. And they created this kind of carpaccio effect of skin on a plate. And then they presented us with a great flourish, this plate of skin and put it into the middle of the table between the three of us who were there. And then they took away the duck. (laughs) (laughs) Did they bring it back? So they didn't. Oh, we sat there for about 20 minutes going, well, I'm sure they're, they're, uh, they've taken the duck in. Uh, what in, they do with yeah. the duck? <laughs> I mean, like, we're, I'm sure they've taken the duck into the back and they're like dicing it up and, uh, you know, it's going to make it ready for some other fantastic presentation. But no, that was it. It was the, it was the plate of skin, wow. plate of duck skin. Wow. And that was my first Christmas in Japan. And um, Wow. Was I happy? No. <laughs> <laughs> that you were surrounded but, by you friends. Know, it, I was surrounded Sean. by friends. Yeah. And... and uh, <laughs> And uh, it's it's now what second degree fun where it's it's fun because I can tell the story about it. Mm. Um, so it was a good experience to have, and I'm glad I've never repeated it. Well, I think Christmas like kind of has come a long way in Japan. Yeah, tonight like they're supposed to have like fireworks for Christmas Eve um, in Yokohama, I think. Um, but like that's that's totally different from like what it used to be, and a lot different. Speaking of segues from how it used to be in the 16th century. That's oh. right. Whoa. Here's the Tales story of the first the Noel. <laughs> so actually, so yeah, the Japan Times had written a story um, by Joji Sakurai, and it was about the first um, Christmas that was like held in Japan. And so it came after uh, Francis Xavier came and the Jesuit missionaries had like kind of brought Christian traditions with them. So we got like around 1550, um, a bunch of missionaries kind of presented to Japanese Christians the idea of Christmas. And it involved a lot of singing, like I think singing of hymns. Like it was obviously a lot more religious. There's no such thing as Christmas trees back then or, you know, like socks with, uh, you know, marker potsukarisama <laughs> on it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and actually from the actual story, there's a quote from Pedro de Al- Alcacova. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing that right. Um, but he said, our voices weren't good, still the Christian believers rejoiced. And actually, it's a really nice read. I think it's an interesting kind of insight into Japanese history. Can I give my presents? I'm excited. Let's yeah. do it. Let's okay. Do it. Let's do it. Okay, do it. hold on. I'll just go get them. Do you know what you're getting? So Sean has bought a uh, said bright yellow bag wrapped in a layer of plastic, and uh, it's from Loft. 
Um, so it's a big department store here in Japan. So, so it could be anything. Hold on, it's very well wrapped. Very well wrapped. What? This one is for uh, jewels. Oh, it's like a Santa sack, thank you. My and God. Uh, Do I open it straight this away? This one, not just yet, hold on. This one is for Oscar, it's a, describe it, Oscar. So I have got a, uh, it's a cube. <coughs> well, cuboid. Cuboid a box. Present. It's a box. <laughs> it is a box. Not, let's not fill it up, it's just a box. <laughs> it's a box. I was trying to give it some... Uh, integrity. Some integrity? No, it's got plenty of integrity. Um, <laughs> it's a box. It's got very interesting yellow and white wrapping paper. Um, it's got a sticker on it and a card that says, thank you. Hey. Oh. So let's open Jules first. Okay. I have a really bad habit of trying to figure out what a present is before I've opened it. So mine feels mine's got it, it's squishy. Like it feels like a potentially a soft toy with a, a tail. Uh-huh. I can definitely feel a tail and some fins. What marine animal have you purchased? <laughs> it's, got, it's got a tail and fins. Mm. Well, it feels I could be very mistaken. All right, here goes. Ooh, it's very well wrapped, Sean. Thank you. There's many layers. Thanks to the people at Loft. <laughs> I am correct. It's not a nice marine animal, though. It's a shark. <laughs> now, Bruce. I have to say, I did worry that that would be triggering for an Australian. Um, shark. <laughs> I hope all. there's no shark attacks in your family. <laughs> this is very. This is Hawaii. So basically, um, I went out to dinner with uh, Jules once, and she had said to me, "I hope it's okay that I share this story." But Wait. she gets cold hands. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so this plush toy has you can put your hand in the shark's mouth and then you can like fall asleep on it it's like a pillow oh this is fabulous <laughs> oh, so it wow. keeps your hands warm oh my goodness and it's really soft and i think especially for an australian japanese winters are going to be kind of cold plus so... it's a novelty to put my hand inside a shark's mouth yes the thrill is real <laughs> thank you sean no worries yeah i do get I think suffer a, from chill blinds there's a <laughs> there's a diagram i think that tells you how to like Put your hand in there. <laughs> yeah. Japan's really good with diagrams. Nemu nemu animals. Hand in. <laughs> ah, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's very... Yeah, I love it. Cool. Thank you. It's a beautiful color. It's, a solid, it's so cool. It's color actually classic blue, which is uh, Pantone's 2020 color of the year. And fabric. It feels... It's like a suede sort of... It's very soft on the ear. Yeah. And very nice on the hand. Yes. Mm, thank you. So have some wine and then pass out with your hand in the shark. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Sean. No problem. Okay, Oscar. Should I open mine? Yes. Mine feels harder. Uh Uh-huh. You don't get to put your hand in a terrifyingly aggressive animal. So I opened the first layer and there's another layer of softer wrapping paper beneath. Hey. Listen to these genuine unwrapping sounds. ASMR. ASMR is going to be really hot Unfortunately, in Unfortunately, you can't year. listen to the sound of the shark eating my hand. So we're pulling out a box, and, uh, and we've got a wooden box. What's in the box? Well, <laughs> so on the surface of the box, there is a picture of Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, Edo Glass. And how do I open the box? I think okay, you just okay, open the top. Okay, no, yeah, seal, be careful. <laughs> okay. So, there's a good seal. Ooh. And inside, it says 2015 Omiyage. Oh. A fine year for Omiyage. Yep. It's aged well. And then, there is an object wrapped in more paper. 
which is a glass. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Try describing that. <laughs> okay, so listeners, imagine a glass, you know, the kind of glass that you would drink something out of. Now imagine the normal bottom bit of a glass where there's the uh, usual indent uh, to, I guess, you know, it's normally made in, in the forming process of a glass. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that indent is not a normal indent. That indent is, in fact, the shape of Mount Fuji. And looking straight through the glass... <laughs> I just saw Jules, it. Jules' reaction. That's amazing. That's amazing, right? It's really cool. So looking straight through the glass is... Uh, is the profile of Mount Fuji. Yeah. And it's fully 3D, so from whichever angle you turn it, you get a different view of Fuji. Snow-capped Fuji. And if you're drinking from it, you get the bird's eye view of Fuji, and so you can look straight into the crater. So... Thank you, Sean. That's actually (laughs) such a nice present. So this year... I feel bad for giving you... (coughs) I gave you, I gave you. <laughs> right? Yeah. So this wow, okay. year, you've right? shown us up, but that is, that is really nice. Thank um, you. We Thank did you. the podcast together where Oscar took me up Mount Fuji, right? And for that, I totally overprepared and I was kind of like, you know, going to like a trainer and all that stuff. You. But I continued doing all that stuff. So actually that one podcast just had such a positive effect on my life and it's just the highlight of my year. So like that's kind of also a Christmas gift and a thank you gift. Oh, that's lovely. That's really nice. Thank you. You're welcome. That's really cool. It's <laughs> a I really cool Fuji. glass. Yeah, every time I drink, Oscar, I can see Fuji. Now you don't need to have the, there's no need for you to climb it eight times. Hey, and guess what? I'll enjoy the rice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's beautiful rice. I have, it you is know? beautiful rice. It's the high class rice. <laughs> the way that the microwave cooks it, you can't get oh. from other rice. <laughs> that's such a nice present. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Talking of epic stories, such as your first ascent of uh, of Mount Fuji, I've got an epic story to tell. Shoot, it is the it's the true story of uh, Jesus. What? Yeah, the, the true, story. true story. The true story as of Jesus, to... as opposed to the uh, Bible, which mm. is the uh, the original but wrong telling of the Jesus Christ story. Oh, I'm going to enrage a few viewers with that <laughs> statement, Oscar. Or listeners, probably. Um, viewers. And for any, for any devout more wine. <laughs> <laughs> we could be live. You never know. Um, there is a town in Aomori Prefecture, which is in the north of Japan, and it's this town is called Shingo. Shingo, good name for a town. Um, it's in the northern part of Japan, and this town claims that they have the true burial site of. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I've heard of this. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. This is yeah. news to me. You've never heard of this. So this yeah. is a great story. <laughs> so most people believe that um, Jesus was crucified uh, outside of Jerusalem, but there is an alternative telling, a Japanese telling of this story, whereby he didn't actually get crucified. In <gasps> fact, yeah. In fact, it was his younger brother, Isukiri. His Japanese younger brother. His Japanese younger brother, Isukiri, who, uh, who got crucified in, in Jesus' place, allowing Jesus to escape. And Jesus, being uh, the wise and probably scared man that he was, took four years and 6,000 miles to traverse across Siberia all the way to, uh, to Japan. 
Is that so? It is so. And not only this, this was his second coming to Japan. He first came when he was 21 years old. Oh. And apparently he studied under a disciple near Mount Fuji. So uh, shout out to the Mount Fuji glass. Right, right. And when he was being persecuted by the Romans, he decided that he would come back to Japan to live out the rest of his life. And when he was traveling across Siberia, he took with him just two items from his former life. One was a lock of the Virgin Mary's hair, of course, his mother. And the other was... As you do. <laughs> yes, as you do. And the other was, if you found that one weird, oh, of the ear of his brother. The oh, ear. the ear of his brother. So tell me what the ear, why that, why of all body parts he would choose the ear? I believe it's small, light, very easily portable. Of um, you can wear it over your other ear to keep your ears warm. Put it on a chain. <laughs> if it's pierced, put it yeah. on a chain. <laughs> if, if you're a murderer, yeah. you can put it on a chain around your neck. I'm not sure. Prime. I'm not sure why he carried the ear, but these are the theories. Um, so yeah, so he took four years going across Siberia and ended up. Uh, taking a boat to Hachinohe in the top of Japan. Okay. And from there, it was a short ox cart ride away to this town of Shingo in Aomori Prefecture. Huh. And there he lived to the ripe old age of 106. Wow. And he spent most of his days as a garlic farmer. A oh. garlic farmer. A garlic farmer. Um, oh. And so there is a tomb in this town of Shingo, Almore Prefecture, where 20,000 people visit every year. Right. And um, Jesus's body is apparently interred there. And uh, his brother's ear has a separate tomb in okay. memory to the brother who sacrificed himself on the cross. And this uh, tomb is maintained by the local yogurt factory. <laughs> the story gets thicker. It gets May thicker. I ask the question? It's as thick as yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Considering how much Japan doesn't really like garlic uh, in the way... What? Really. <laughs> Where was this going? <laughs> no, I was just curious. It's okay. Like... <laughs> okay, forget about it. So, like, why... Why, why a garlic farmer? Because, no, quite seriously, like, in the shogunate areas, yeah, yeah. they didn't use garlic at all. Well, garlic is a powerful antioxidant, and uh, life expectancy back in those days was pretty low. And so, rumour has it... He, Jesus got a tip off from God that if you eat a clove of garlic every day, it's good for you, which is probably why he lived to the ripe old age of 106. There you go. I can only assume. Huh. I'd, heard the, I'd heard the story was that, yeah, there was this <laughs> kind of like white guy that showed up in, you know, Japan claiming to be the son of God. And so the reason they know it's Jesus because there's like people in the area that have like kind of Caucasian traits. Well, so... The kind of extension of this story was that in Aomori Prefecture yeah. in the 1600s, there was the son of a warlord, a daimyo of the time, who had these brilliant blue eyes. Right. And of course, most Japanese people do not have blue eyes of any sort. And so that is some people point to as evidence that in fact, this Aomori Prefecture uh, tribe are all descended from Jesus. I mean, I think you could go to any club in Rapongi and there's like a white guy there with a beard and long hair claiming, claiming to be, to be the son of God and saying like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, baby. <laughs> so yeah, one of the interesting things about uh, Christmas music in Japan is that basically there's like, there's two main songs that you need to know. And the first one is Wham's Last Christmas. Do you know that one? I don't. You don't know that song? No, I don't. 
Last Christmas, oh. I gave you my. Yeah, I do know that song. Oh, that's that's the song. I, yeah. I'm useless with names, <laughs> okay. and songs, and artists, but yeah, I do know that. Now that you sing it and sing it so well, oh, I definitely you. know the one you're yeah. talking about. And then there's Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." I definitely do know that queen one. Queen yes. of Christmas. She is the queen of Christmas. Yeah. Both quite melancholy songs. It's sort of like know, melancholy Mariah pop. Carey, it's kind know. of like uplifting. I think pop can be melancholy. But last last Christmas I gave you my heart. The very next day you gave it away. That's I mean it is a sad theme, but well, don't I, read too much into it. I feel melancholic when at on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. I can't remember when they do it. I didn't hear it today, so it must be tomorrow. But they 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 play these two songs over and over again on the uh, loudspeakers that they use to kind of like do the little five o'clock bell. Did, were they playing it back at your first Christmas that you had alone? Because it would have been quite fitting for that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do remember it, them from there Did it there have too. a really melancholy impact on you then? I, I don't know if it did or not. But, um, like, Wham's Last Christmas came out in 1984. And the Mariah Carey one, I think, came out in 1994, 10 years apart. Before all that, there was this other Japanese song that I would hear all the time. And I've only just recently, like, crazy enough figured it out that it's um Tatsuro Yamashita's Christmas Eve ah king of city pop the king Tatsuro of city pop Yamashita. he's married to Maria Takeuchi um who did Plastic Love uh yeah it's just have you heard this song no I haven't why don't why don't you uh play the video okay and uh Jules can do is there a video clip with it there's a video accompanying the song um if you've not heard it it's a great song here we go oh, I like the introduction just before we start, yeah, okay. may I ask the question why there's a JR logo on the video? Are they a sponsor of the <laughs> so, song? Or? So I think that knowing from my experience um, editing music stories at the Japan Times, like if JR was going to participate or have their like footage be shown in the video, they might have made like some kind of demand that, will we want the JR like credit at the bottom mm -hmm. of the actual scene? So that was a strong executive decision then because since it's become incredibly popular by the sounds of things. So JR. JR's, well, JR's been very <laughs> yeah. popular already, JR. but it's been great. in no terms of a marketing. No one used JR before <laughs> this video. And you never since know. then, it's been all the rage. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, anyway, that's um, Christmas Eve by Tatsuro Yamashita. And then also really big singer Seiko Matsuda did a song called Koibito ga Santa Claus. And it might be something like uh, Santa Claus winked at me or something in English. They might have an English title, but that's another big one. So does this song as well have a throw English words into it as the previous one did? Yeah, yeah. So like the previous one is like kind of like just Japanese words and then suddenly like Saturday night. Holy night. <laughs> like it sounds kind of, I don't know, sexy. Like, yeah. I don't think it's a sexy Christmas, you know? Well, you know, given what we As know about Christmas. Before. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to kind of have like a Japanese Christmas song to get you in the mood for the time of the season, then I would recommend Tatsuro Yamashita's Christmas Eve. Very good. And on that note, I think it is time hey. for us to go <laughs> away for our own Christmases. Um, we've had a delicious feast. KFC mold wine that was slightly unmold, <laughs> slightly cold. Room temperature. Um, <laughs> the roaring fire has been beautifully tended to by Jules all evening long. 
Thank you for doing it's that. It's been an honour. We've got some great presents. I think all in all, a very, very good Christmas. Oh, really nice Christmas. So I think yeah. all that's left to say is, well, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you guys. And to you too, Oscar. And to you, both of you. Oh, uh, sorry. And to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And well, a very I'm on of us yes, both. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And a yep. very merry Christmas Keep it in. to uh, <laughs> all our listeners uh, who are out there and hopefully having a good holiday season wherever you are, um, whether you're listening from Japan or anywhere in the world. We wish you a very merry Christmas, happy New Year. Thank you for listening, and until next time, I've been Oscar Boyd. Happy Oscar Boyd. I said I've been happy Oscar. <laughs> happy Oscar Boyd. <laughs> I've been Oscar Boyd for the Japan Times. You've been listening to Deep Dive. And the last thing to say is... Oh, I'm polite. More wine. More wine. Did you put the fire out?